Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. Got Josh Newberg with me right now. And in a minute or two, we are going to start, uh, as long as we don't mess this up, which should be a fun, a week or two long series, interviewing every single Florida State assistant coach. At least all Let's the new Let's go. Uh, we are excited. Uh, Josh and I have been trying to get this you know, off the ground for a little while now. And FSU has been really great in cooperating with us and setting for us up. Years. We've been trying to do this for years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole new world. We appreciate Coach Norvell and, and his staff, again, for being willing to open up. And we're going to start off, I think, fitting. Uh, this was uh, the last guy to join the staff, at least initially. Uh, then then there were some changes. But this was kind of like the last the last key uh, domino to fall initially when, when Coach Norvell was completing his staff. And that's Coach Yak, David Johnson. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Coach Yak and what can our listeners expect here? He was a big addition. It was a guy that Mike Norvell held out for. He waited on Tennessee to finish their bowl game and was very patient. And it just goes to show you that Coach Johnson was his guy from the beginning. And he took the necessary steps to to land him. Um, it was also interesting that um, Coach Johnson took a pay cut. You don't see that a whole lot in college sports. So I want to ask him a little bit about that. But he's also the recruiting coordinator at Florida state and this is the off season we're, we're in recruiting. So I want to pick his brain a little bit on what it means to be the recruiting coordinator and some of his strategy when it comes to that. All right. With that in mind, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then on the other side of that, we'll have uh, we'll have coach yak. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to On the Bench. As promised, we have Coach David Johnson, known as Coach Yak. Coach, good morning to you. How's it going? Hey, good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, well, Coach, for, welcome on the bench. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, let, let's start with the most pressing topic, uh, Coach Yak. How did how did you get that nickname? What does it stand for? Uh, if I were to email you at coach.com, would you respond to me? These are the questions that people want to know. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, actually, that's my personal email. Uh, I got this name uh, probably uh, second or third year at Tulane, uh, but I had always been a receiver guy, and uh, it basically means you always have to catch the first meaning. And then I became more of a running back guy. Uh, I changed to you always have to contact. So I wanted to keep my name. Just kind of had to change the last uh, last letter, the last meaning. But uh, basically, that's what it means. Uh, you always have to contact, and you always have to catch. So. Before you mentioned Tulane, before you got to Tulane, you were a really prominent high school coach in the New Orleans area and, and uh, got a chance to coach some really great players. On my list here, I have Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, Leonard Fournette, Craig Davis was a first-round pick, Mike Wallace, one of the best speedy wide receivers in the NFL for a while. Uh, 
did, did, I imagine you knew you were coaching some special guys at that time. What what was that like having that many guys kind of come through you as a you know your programs as a coach? I, I think it was a blessing um, being able put in a situation when I became a head coach at uh, Saint Augustine High School in two thousand nine. Uh, immediately, you know, first, second day of practice, you can see the talent level that you have uh, with a young man like Tyron Matthews. Uh, and at that time, he was a senior, and Leonard Fournette wasn't practicing with it. This kid was only in the eighth grade. Uh, so just to have those kids on a daily basis and how hard they work and kind of see them on a level that they're playing on now, you just knew eventually it was going to happen for them. Coach Josh Newberg here. Um You've had quite the journey in your coaching career, and most recently you were, you know, you were in a pretty good spot. You were at Tennessee over there with Jeremy Pruitt. Um, what was it about Mike Norvell and this Florida State job that, you know, not only got you to come to Florida State, but you also took a pay cut? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, even uh, when I was at uh, at Tennessee, really enjoyed it. Uh, my family enjoyed it. Thought that was one of the best things that had happened to me. I learned a lot from Coach Pruitt. Uh, I just wanted to get my family back a little closer to home. You know, my son's in high school. He's a ninth grader. His grandparents and family members really wanted to get a chance to see him play in high school. And it was kind of a, a perfect fit at the time uh, as a family. And uh, Michael's a guy who I've been knowing for a while, uh, always been intrigued uh, about the offense and the way we did things at uh, Memphis. And I just wanted to uh, get a chance to get back with him so I can learn more offensively and uh, kind of make sure, you know, I understand exactly what's going on with this offense in and out. Was it a tough conversation uh, with Coach Norvell, or was he able to convince you relatively easy to come join him? No, it's, 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 always, it's always tough uh, when you're in a, in a situation. Like I said, it wasn't like I was in a bad situation. Uh, it was just that I just thought it was the best, you know, probably for my family, you know, and I knew Mike, I mean, knowing Mike, I worked with him for two years. Uh, we had really built a really good relationship. Uh, actually since my high school days in 2009, when I first met him, you know, but I was really intrigued about, uh, probably trying to learn more on the offensive side and what he was doing and kind of really hone on to into that and making sure my family got back a little closer, you know, so, but it was definitely a tough situation. Yeah. What is it about Coach Norvell that that allows you to trust him so much with you know your career and your future? Uh, I think the first two years uh, he was so demanding on me, uh, and he's a receiver guy. And at the time I was coaching receivers, so everything had to be right from your splits to you know your mannerisms or what you were doing. So I enjoyed that part of it. I just think it made me uh, a better coach. Uh, he held me accountable uh, for everything that I did and. I just trust the process with him uh, when I was able to coach with him on the offensive side of the ball. And I just thought, you know, it was really good chemistry. Uh, we, we did have some, you know, some success at Memphis. And I just think, you know, being here, you, we could bring it to the next level. So, Coach, you, you got to meet Coach Norvell back when you were still at the high school level. So was he recruiting in your area? Like, how, how did you guys first meet and what were your initial impressions of him? Uh, Coach Norvell came in. It was my first year being a uh, being a head coach at Saint Augustine High School. It was his actually first year being a receiver coach at Tulsa. <laughs> he came in real smooth. You know how he is. Uh, he was uh, talking about the kids at my school. I gave him a list of kids, all the academic work. He actually came out to practice, uh, watched my kids at practice. 
The next year, he invited the entire staff up, Coach Graham, actually Chad Mars, was his first year being in college. He invited those guys up to meet me. They spent uh, some time with me. Uh, they watched practice. And Coach Norvell told me after that second meeting the next year, he said, Dave, one day I'm going to be a head coach in college, and I'm going to hire you. I said, look, Coach, I don't want anything from you. Only thing I want is my kids to have an opportunity to go to school. He said, nah, Dave, I'm going to hire you. And probably the next year, after my third year, I went to Tulane. And me and Mike kind of kept in touch here and there. He went to Arizona State. And I stayed at Tulane for four years. Uh, we played our last game on a Friday. Mike Norvell got hired at, um, at Memphis on a Sunday. I was one of the first coaches he called and said he was sending me a plane ticket. And I said, I'm in. He said, Dave, I didn't tell you where I was coaching at. I said, it don't matter. I'm in. I said, I'm, I'm rolling with you. So that so, was, you know, that, that's where everything wow. kind of started. That's so cool. That So he kept his word. Uh, and clearly someone, like you said, you, you believed in. Uh, and I guess, Coach, like during your journey up to this point now at Florida State, uh, we mentioned time at Tennessee, you mentioned time at Tulane, uh, high school level. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you were at Millsaps College, it's a Division three school in, in Mississippi. You were there for a couple of years. You wide receiver coach, tight end coach, special teams recruiting coordinator. So you have a lot of titles, doing a lot of things there. Uh, what was that process like? And, and I heard uh, in one of your videos I saw on YouTube when you were at Tennessee, you talked about uh, you you slept in a car for two weeks when you first got that job. Is that right? Yes. Uh, it was after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, one of my best friends, which is Frank Wilson. He had just gotten his first college job at Ole Miss. Uh, we all evacuated, probably a little over 20 people, 20 family members, and we went to Ole Miss. Frank Wilson, Coach Ogeron, had some housing for us to help us out. Uh, it's probably like 20 of us in a three-bedroom uh, house. And I had a former high, uh, college coach call me and said he had a job opening, and it was at Millsaps College, which I had never heard of before. And he told me I was coach to receivers. And I asked him, I said, listen, coach, would I be able to come in and just kind of run the receiver room? Or would I be a GA? He said, no, Dave, you can coach the receivers. I jumped in my car. Two hours away from Oxford is Jackson. I went to the ride. He called me back. And he kind of was like, look, Dave, I didn't tell you how much money he was going to make. And I said, coach, at this point, you know, I'm an hour away. He said, Dave, I'm going to pay you $500. I said, I don't care, coach. Just tell me I'm over the receivers and I'll take care of the rest. And when I got there, uh, you have to understand during this time with Katrina, a lot of people weren't letting people stay in hotels at this time. So I had to sleep in my car. I slept in my car in the parking lot at Millsaps College, probably like a week and a half, two weeks. And it was, I think, probably the best thing uh, for me. You know, my mindset was I wasn't homeless. I was just going to be the first one at work. You know, so I took advantage of that. Uh, I wound up staying for four years after the first year. Uh, actually, Coach uh, Saunders, David Saunders left, went to Ole Miss, and Coach Mike DeBose, former head coach of Alabama, took over for the next three years, three to four years, and uh, we won three straight championships. But I think that was probably one of the best things ever happened to me. Uh, I got a chance to really learn a lot from Coach DeBose. What's that like? You used it positively. You obviously used it as motivation, but but to go to sleep in a car that a lot of us maybe can't relate to that, like what's going through your mind each night are you just focused strictly on work in the next day is there any self-pity like what what goes through your mind each night coach my, my my biggest thing is i had a really good you know i had a really good childhood uh um i had really good parents uh, uh my mindset was always whatever's going to happen to you you have to take it as a positive you have to find out what's the good in this and that to me that was the good and i was going to be the first person that worked 
you know, so that was just my mindset. And I was continuing to be thankful for the opportunity that I was given. And I was at that point in time, I look back at it now, my wife was like, are you serious? He just told you he's going to pay you $500 a month when you can actually go back home and make almost sixty dollars to $70,000 working for FEMA at the time. I said, I'm not doing that. That's not what I want to do. You know, I said, you have to trust me on this. And my wife was like, and I had an eight-month-old son at the time. Jeez. So it was, you know, it was, it was a tough situation. But, again, it's, it's all about your mindset, you know, and I just think, you know, me going through that, kind of really helped me out. And again, I'm thankful for that, you know, for that opportunity and actually going through it. Coach, um, you came here as uh, not only the running backs coach, but also the recruiting coordinator. What does that role mean to you? It means that, you know, recruiting in college football is the heartbeat of the team. You know, that's, that's everything, you know, that's your basis. And I'm excited to be in this state. You know, uh, obviously, with all the talent in this one state, you definitely want to win your state. So I take, you know, take that job and that opportunity extremely serious. Uh, we want to really build these relationships with these high school coaches and everybody in this state. And I think that's the most important thing. What people don't realize, it's going to take a while. It's not going to have something that's going to happen overnight. When you talk about true relationships, it's going to take a minute for people to kind of trust you. And not what you say, it's about what you do. So we continue. We're on the phone every day trying to call these coaches and build these relationships and making sure we talk to them. And the first thing we have to do in recruiting is take care of the players that's on our team. Make sure uh, we're, we're holding those guys accountable. Uh, we're making sure we're doing the things that we need to do to make sure that uh, they're going to be successful on and off the field. And if we can do those things, they're going to help us recruit because that's one of the first things in recruiting. The kids that you're already coaching, they're going to help you recruit because they're going to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, one of the areas of maybe concern for Florida State fans is, is the Miami-Dade area. Um, I know there, you guys have been trying to do some work down there, but um, there's definitely a different dynamic in that area than the rest of the country. How do you go about attacking Miami-Dade, Broward counties? Same thing. Uh, we, we already went out with the entire coaching staff. One of the, the first two places we went as a staff uh, we had socials the night before we went uh, to the schools. And, again, it's going to take some time. But those coaches have been real receptive, uh, calling us, uh, tell, letting us know they're going to bring the kids on campus. And that we have to continue to do it, continue to build that relationship. But I don't I don't see it as a problem. I know a lot of people have been hearing different things, but the coaches have been great. We just have to make sure we're doing the things that we need to do on our part and on our end. And I think that's what we're doing. You know, we continue to recruit those kids and those coaches in that area to make sure we're successful. Um, Jeremy Pruitt's a dynamic recruiter as well. He, he did a great job when he was here at Florida State, bringing in an influx of talent, including guys like Jalen Ramsey and Demarcus Walker. Um, what's something you learned from Jeremy Pruitt when it comes to recruiting? Relentless. Don't stop. It's, he was extremely relentless, and his thing is, this is the standard. This, I don't care what the record is, what's going on. We're going to recruit the best players in the country. We're going to build the right relationships with them. We're going to let those kids and those parents know we're going to put them in the uh, best situation possible. And he was relentless with that. And when uh, a year, you know, a year ahead of time, when he's telling me this is the guy I want, and that's what we had to do. We had to go out and build those relationships, not just with the kids, but I think Coach Pruitt does a great job of building relationships with everybody that surrounds that kid, from the mm-hmm. counselor. 
uh, to the teacher, to the parents, to the guard parents, the girlfriend, the girlfriend parents. And that was one of the biggest things I learned from that. He never stopped. He was always on the phone with somebody uh, with that family member daily, not just a kid, but somebody who kind of understood what the kid was going through and how we can get that kid to kind of get on, on campus. And the more times you can get them on campus, you know, that's when you're really recruiting them. If they're not coming on campus, you're not really recruiting them. You're just practicing. What are some of the strengths that you've noticed from Coach Norvell in the time that you've worked with him? Uh, I think the biggest thing with Coach his his knowledge of everything that's going on. You know, uh, he's extremely mm-hmm. smart. Uh, he has ability uh, to be set in, in, in any arena and, and, and be comfortable. I think he does a really good job uh, with parents, with recruits. Uh, but what he's doing offensively, you know, he don't need a PowerPoint or anything like that to explain to kids, well, can I place you and put you in the best position so you can be successful. And uh, when kids come on campus, it's really about the kids. It's all about the kids and how he can place them and put them in position to be successful. And he's really straight with them. Tell kids that this is probably going to be the hardest thing that they're going to do. He want to see their reaction because if some kids back off and not sure if they want to do that, uh, we're probably not on the right kid. And he has a standard. You know, he has a set standard that he wants uh, when it comes to recruits and comes to kids and uh, being in this program to kind of build it back up. You know, I just think he has, he does a really good job of understanding people. And, and Coach, you've mentioned Coach Norvell's offensive mind uh, a couple times in this interview. I guess what specifically stands out about what he's doing on offense that that makes him so successful, that makes that something that you you believe in? I think it's just, he's so detailed in everything that he does, and he does it on a daily basis. I think that's one of the biggest things, and everybody kind of see the offense being extremely explosive wherever he's been. He's been able to uh, maximize uh, the talent that he's been given. Uh, but I just think that comes from detail. And his biggest thing is you tell kids all the time, our most important thing is knowledge, uh, making sure we understand exactly what to do. And if we can do that, uh, we can be smart. Uh, that enabled us to play fast. And the next step is all about tuning your DNA is from being physical, you know, so you can play smart, uh, play fast and be physical. And at the end of it, he's really on guys, coaches as well about finishing, making sure we help our kids finish in everything that they do. And that is not on the football field. That's everywhere. So again, it's a mindset. I think he does a really good job and he's brilliant in what he does. And sometimes he, uh, he thinks everybody else around him is brilliant. <laughs> so that's the that's the that's the hard part because he, mm-hmm. he has a photographic memory and it's his offense and he's just kind of hey come on yeah you got to know that he's just plus two on that split you know, <laughs> uh, coach I forgot about it we've been in there for six hours I, I forgot he's <laughs> plus two on that split so but that's the thing and he's gonna hold you to it but you know I, I've seen it work you know I, I've seen it work with guys uh, who wasn't f- five star recruits who were walk ons who now playing the NFL. You know, so, I, you know, I know what he's going to do. And I and I say I kind of trust the process. So that's what you want as a coach, I would imagine, right, is someone who can push you and push your your mindset as, as a coach and your philosophies. It seems like it's it's productive with the way he kind of goes about interacting with his assistants. Yes. And I think that's for, for, for me and my career has been really big for me. 
And it, it started off all in high school with me where, you know, I've been able to work with coaches who've been able to just kind of push me and, and take me out of my comfort zone. You know, even even now, you know, I'm coaching running backs. The reason I'm comfortable with running backs now because Coach CJ, the receiver coach for the Saints, he made me coach running backs and tight ends mm-hmm. at Tulane University when I wasn't comfortable with it. But I had to learn it. I had to understand that part of it. So I just think it, it helped me. So every every step I've been with different coaches, they've been able to push me. They've been able to take me out of the comfort zone. So I've learned to be comfortable being uncomfortable. At Tulane, you were like one of the, maybe the only coach in the country who had two different positions at the same time. Like when you said you coached running backs and tight ends, that was in the same season at the same time, right? I did that for four years. And actually, <laughs> I was just so happy to leave from high school to go to college. I didn't, I didn't know I was the only person doing it. So my offensive <laughs> coordinator came in and said, hey, Dave, listen, you need to go in there and talk to your head coach. I said, well, I was like, you know, EP, what are you talking about? He said, Dave, you're the only person in the country coaching running backs and tight ends, and we run the pro-style offense, and you haven't complained at all this year. And you just finished your first year, and your kids did a really good job. I went in. He gave me a major raise for the next year. <laughs> and I continue to coach the running backs and tight ends. And, you know, I just – but again, you know, it wasn't anything that I, I looked down upon. Or, you know, I took it as a negative. Again, that was another situation where I thought it was a positive. I, was it difficult? It's extremely difficult because we were running the Saints offense. And so I talked about protections and routes and different things. But I had all those guys in one room. And every day in the installed, I would have to teach both. But it, it helped me. I was gonna say, look how it helped you. Like even at Tennessee, you had to switch from one year to another from wide receivers coach to running backs coach, or sorry, the other right that way. Yeah. So you've had, and now you're here at Florida state coaching running back. So you've had to learn to be adaptable uh, it, throughout your career. I think that's impressive coach. It, it, one thing with running backs right now, uh, I want to know like, what is a quintessential, a prototypical coach Yak running back look like? Oh, uh, good kid will make plays. Uh, the, the biggest thing I like my kids to do, and I tell them all the time, uh, at the end of the day, I, I just want you to make sure you explain, you're playing extremely hard. You know, my, my, my biggest thing is being focused on the little details, but making sure we finish, making sure we look a lot different than anybody else in practice and being real consistent. You know, I tell my guys that all the time, you, we have to be consistent. And I kind of pride myself on making sure my kids work extremely hard. Uh, they being team players. So that's a must, I think. Uh, you're going to need more than one running back uh, so you don't get your kids all beat up. And I just think the, the biggest thing with my kids is, again, just playing extremely hard and being focused on the little details and making sure we're team players. It can't be about us. It has to be about the team. All right, Coach, that's everything I had. I think that's everything Josh had as well. Uh, man, we really appreciate you coming out early in the morning. Yeah. Before the work day, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you for your time. I'm going to send you an email in a little bit. All right. All right. Thanks coach. We appreciate having you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Coach Yak, everybody. That was good. That was fun. We learned, we learned a little something, which is always what you want to do. So, all right. We appreciate coach Yak for coming on. Uh, Mm. I think it's the perfect time to end the podcast. What do you think, Josh? Let's get out of here. We got more coaches to interview, Brendan. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon.
It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.